Welcome to our new season of the Reach Next Generation podcast. I'm Grace Jeffries and I'm thinking about my future. To help me with this, I'm speaking with successful women to get an understanding of the challenges they faced throughout their careers, how they overcame them and what tips they for girls of my age. Today my guest is Rachel Stringer, who is a TV presenter and broadcaster. Rachel is currently the lead presenter for Eurosports coverage of the World Superbike Championship, and she also hosts the Nottingham Forest podcast. Thanks for joining me today, Rachel. Can we start by you telling us all how your career took you to the world that you now have today? Oh, thanks so much for having me, Grace. Uh, yeah, it's a pleasure to be on here. I've listened to a lot of your recent episodes, and I think what you're doing is amazing. And I wish when I was just starting out in my career, I could listen to podcasts from someone like yourself to, to help me motivated and, and possibly pick a career. Um, but yeah, where did it all start? You asked me a little bit about that. I mean, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Classic. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you do, Grace, but I had no idea when I was kind of 13, 14 growing up. My first love, though, was running and sport. So I used to um, run when I was a youngster. I was uh, an 800 meter runner. And I represented Great Britain juniors and England juniors when I was young, um, which was amazing. And, you know, I always thought I was going to be an Olympic athlete. Um, I went um, on this camp with Dame Kelly Holmes. So she used to have a a camp called On Camp with Kelly. And um, back in the day, I was a emerging middle distance runner. So I had to go to a a camp actually at Loughborough University, where I'll talk about that later, where I uh, then ended up going uni and we had to do all these different events like um, climbing up a rope to see if we could uh, endure it the longest or who could endure it the longest we had to do a lot of bleep tests like I'm sure you've done at school before Um, lots of physical and mental activities to see if we were resilient enough to be mentored by Kelly Holmes so I got picked for that and yeah I definitely thought I was going to be an Olympic athlete I then went on and I uh, managed to, to win the silver medal at the Commonwealth Youth Games behind a very well-known middle distance runner called Casta Semenya from South Africa. And again, I thought, yes, I'm going to the Olympic Games. Didn't really pan out that way. I got a little bit of an injury and then thought, where do I want to go next? And I really had no idea. Um, never really thought about sports broadcasting or a role in front of the camera. I was very nervous, uh, Grace, when I was younger. My mum would recite the story of I could never answer the phone to different people. I was too nervous to answer the phone. So <laughs> a very long way from, from me speaking in public to thousands of, of people. Um, but then I guess, you know, you get given opportunities. I loved my sport. And when I was at uni, I got asked if I wanted to um, uh, try out for this role of the BBC Sports kickoff sports reporter. It was a initiative they used to run and they've been running it for a number of years and actually I think I only stopped it recently and uh, I got the role of this kickoff sports reporter in BBC Radio Le- uh, Leicester it was actually at the time because I was in Loughborough and I found my way into broadcasting and it was an, on the radio which I didn't particularly think was for me but in sport and I covered events um, like cricket athletics and rugby and I thought actually you know what I quite like to work behind the camera. So kind of did a few roles behind the camera. Um, I worked on a number of entertainment shows. Big Brother was one of them. If you remember the, the show Big Brother, 
a couple of observational documentary shows, but really loved sport. And it was when the London Olympics was coming to town. I thought, you know what, I really want to work on that in some capacity. So I uh, found the name of the people in charge of different production companies. So Sunset and Vine are a big TV production company who were working on the Olympic Games. And I found the guy's email address and I kept emailing him saying, can I have a job uh, for your company at, at the Olympics? And he was like, you haven't got any experience. So I spent the next 18 months getting experience. And finally, he gave me a job working, looking after actually uh, all the presenters at the Paralympic Games in London. So I was the person that would look after those presenters and thought that was the role I wanted to do. So carried on, got a job at BT Sport and worked as a researcher. So that was kind of uh, researching all the sports stars and the guests who would come on the show. So never in front of the camera. Um, and then someone actually at BT Sport said, oh, I think you, you've got quite a good personality. Would you like to have a, a go in front of the camera? Didn't want to, but my mum said I should have a go. And um, that the rest is history, as they were say. Wow, you've had such a varied, um, you know, <laughs> like journey from kind of wanting to be part of sports to still being a part of sports now. I think it's really interesting. Yeah, totally. I think that's important. And you know what I always say to people when they ask me now, oh, I'd love to be a sports broadcaster. I say all the different jobs that I did in the build up from being a professional athlete myself, working behind the camera doing some journalism. I've never been trained as a reporter or a journalist, but doing all these different kind of roles has led me, I feel, to be a much better broadcaster because I understand a lot of different aspects of the job. I don't just go and stand in front of the camera and, and talk. You know, I, I've learned how to produce myself. I know what it takes, you know, to be a camera person. I know what it takes to be the director. I know how to look at the different shots. So actually, uh, I think it's really important to do a lot of varied roles. You don't always have to go, I want to be a broadcaster. I have to do that. There's a lot of different steps that you can take to be a broadcaster eventually, and it kind of makes you that better broadcaster as a result of it. Definitely. So I know you went to Loughborough, Loughborough University. You mentioned that earlier. But how important do you think it actually is to go to university? As, there, as I've definitely said before, there's many graduate schemes and apprenticeship schemes that people can join if they you know if university just isn't for them yeah totally for me I guess I'm working in sports media I would say you possibly don't need to go to university looking back now I did a degree in sports management um at Loughborough so sports science with like a management side to it um at the time I didn't really know what degree I should do I just knew that I really wanted to go to Loughborough because that's where the the running was at so when I was my, when I was running 800 meters that was where I felt I should go a lot of the best coaches a lot of the best athletes went to Loughborough and still do actually to this day so for me to progress in my running I felt I should go to university um subject wise I didn't know what to do I felt like well, I had a love of sport so maybe sports science would be the right uh choice for me and then I chose the management side just so if I didn't want to continue in sports science or something like that kind of psychology or you know physio I had a backup plan so the management side of things um, but for what I'm doing now I look back and I didn't really need it and I haven't used it what it has allowed me though is given me a lot of contacts a lot of people who work in sport 
went yeah. to Loughborough, not the same year as me, um, but you, you know, you go for a job interview and someone goes, oh, you went to Loughborough, do you know X or do you know Y? And you don't possibly, but it just starts that conversation and, you know, you feel like you're mates even though you're not. Um, but for me, it was also, I was brought up in Norfolk and I guess it's quite a rural, it's quite a small place. Um, you know, you have to get your parents to drive you everywhere. Uh, there's not much independence being uh, a Norfolk girl growing up. So for me, I guess personally, it was it was great for development, um, you know, just for me to go and see a different part of the country and to meet different people, um, which I think is great for young kids to do. You know, depending on your opportunities you have, you know, Norfolk's not the best place to, you know, see a big city or be close to big cities. When I was in Loughborough, I was able to be close to Nottingham, uh, close to Derby, close to Leicester. So it was really great in terms of, of location. Um, but depending on what you want to go into, you know, I know if you want to, to go into a profession like in the in medical profession, you probably have to go to university. So it's just a case, Grace, I think, of thinking about what you want to do. And it's just having optionality. But for me, you didn't need that. And I think there's so many more roles now that experience is just key. Um, in the media, work experience is probably the most important thing. I'd say work experience and networking. Like I didn't know anybody when I started in the media. My mum hadn't worked in TV. My dad hadn't worked in TV. Um, so again, going to Loughborough, I met other people who had worked in TV and different, you know, sports uh, brands and companies that ultimately helped me. But the degree itself, possibly not. But I'm not deterring anyone from going because I thought it was a fabulous experience. And if I was to have done a different job, maybe in finance, like my partner does, he had to go to university, for example. Yeah, definitely. So the world is changing so much and also very quickly. It's quite scary. Um, so what do you think work for women may look like in 10 years? Um, or maybe what do you hope it may look like? Oh, good question. Um, I hope it will keep progressing how I feel it has done recently. I've now been in work for about 11 years. So proper, proper work. Uh, you know, I had a job when I was a youngster. I had lots of different jobs, but in the media career now for about 11 years. And it's changed a lot even since I began. Uh, for example, when I first entered the world of TV, there was most women were doing roles in production. So, for example, they were people booking the hotels and the accommodation and the transport for all the people, you know, in, in and around the scenes. There weren't many women in editorial roles, so kind of the producers, the directors, and there certainly weren't a lot of women cameramen um, or kind of sound, uh, sound women, as, you, as you'd call them. So there were a lot of roles like that I felt more women could be in. And we've seen, haven't we, recently, a lot of women uh, become broadcasters now, which I think is great to see so many more women in front of the camera as well being role models. So that has definitely started changing. Um, and I can't see it going backwards. I just don't want the conversation to be as it still is in 10 years' time now. You know, I don't want to keep going, do we get this paid the same as as men? You know, I hope that's not even a question. I hope we know the answer is that we're all on this level level playing field. And, yeah, I think as we keep progressing as we are and more and more people 
believe they can do the jobs because they see women in those roles they want themselves. We just have more role models, don't we? And then that belief that that we can be whatever we are. Um, you know, growing up, I do a lot of work in motorbikes, like you mentioned. I, I host the World Superbikes. My role, role model growing up, of course, was, was Susie Perry. You know, she was the first woman to, to ever present on on any motorbike. Um, so for me, that was great. And she's still in that position now. So, you know, coming through the world of motorsport, now you've got Lee McKenzie. She presents Formula One. You've got Nikki Shields. She presents Formula E. Amy Dargan was MotoGP. So there's a lot more women in this space. And I think that's so important because there are not many women actually riding bikes or still in Formula One or, you know, or driving these these cars. So actually to have a, a woman at the helm of these shows, for me, is is really important. And I've met quite a lot of uh, young girls, actually, at events like Goodwood. And, you know, we have a chat and they come up to me and I, I try and get them in front of the right people um, just to be seen, really, at Goodwood. I met a, a young girl and I introduced her to actually the Duke of Richmond. And I said, you know, she, she's a racing driver and she's a carter and she wants to be driving at, at Goodwood in the future, you know, can we make it happen? He was like, obviously, we'll see what we can do. But it's just kind of making people aware yeah. that women want these these roles and these opportunities. So as long as we have role models like you and like me kind of, you know, leading the line for other people, I think young girls and women believe it's possible to have those uh, goals and careers as well in the future. So I, I hope it's very different in 10 years time for sure, Grace. Right. So, um. Throughout your career, have you had any mentors or have there been anyone that you particularly admire? I've never particularly had a mentor. I wish I had. I think a mentor would be really, like, vital. Um, when I actually started, like I mentioned, I was on the BBC kickoff sports reporter scheme. And it was actually a, a man called Charles Runcie. He selected me for that scheme and actually... I guess gave me a couple of opportunities that I wouldn't have gotten had I not been on that scheme. Um, so he definitely put me in contact with a, a few people in and around the BBC and at different sports production companies who, who definitely helped me in my, my early stage of, of my career. And there's just people you meet along the way, Grace, really. I remember going to, back in the early stage, I used to go and do a lot of networking and I, I met a guy called John Neal. Um, he used to be head of sports sponsorship at Barclay card actually and again he introduced me to a lot of different people um which have opened up a lot of different doors but they're not particularly mental they're just people I've come across and who have who have kind of been there done that got the t-shirt in different roles who have helped me but I would really love to mentor you know people if they want to you know speak to me and ask any kind of ask any questions on how to be in, in broadcasting or in sports media. Um, I've recently developed a, a women's FIFA esports um, kind of set of tournaments and events that trying to to give more women the opportunity in FIFA esports because there are zero. So uh, we've kind of started creating events with EA Sports and, and FIFA, which is, which is great. So I've kind of acted as a bit of a mentor to a couple of these young, young girls and women. Um, but yeah, I wish more people sometimes kind of reached out and said, would you want some help? Because people aren't always open to doing that. And, you know, you maybe don't want to be told no another time. So, yeah, again, I'm really receptive if anyone wants to ask me any questions um, and would definitely be up for, for mentoring others. But never 
particularly had a mentor, unfortunately, myself. Yeah. So what tips would you give girls when they start to think about, you know, their own careers and their own futures? Oh, what tips would I give girls thinking about their own futures? I mean, you don't have to know exactly what you want to do. That is key. I really didn't. You know, when I was growing up, I thought, A, like I said, I wanted to be an Olympic athlete. Then I wanted to be a sports psychologist. And then I wanted to be a, a sports producer and ultimately have become a sports broadcaster. So, you know, there's a lot of different uh, roles that I've kind of gone through to, to get where I am now. So don't worry about, you know, not knowing what you want to be. Um, and it might not take, it might take you, sorry, a long while to get there. You know, I always say to people, I, I take the scenic route. I never go directly where I want to go. It takes me a long time to get where I want to get, but I seem to always get there in the end. I would say, though, you have to try and think of something you think you'll enjoy doing. You know, it's it's very easy to say, but you're in a career for quite a long time, possibly, and you don't want to be stuck doing something you don't want to. Of course, you know, you can't always do exactly the job you want to do and you can't love it 100%. But I would hate to be in this position when I sat in an office really dreading going into work every day. So for me, again, I wouldn't be particularly great at being an entertainment presenter because I don't like sitting watching Love Island. So that would not be great for me. But the fact that I love watching sport, a sports broadcaster is a great job for myself. Um, So don't worry about, you know, not knowing what you want to do. But when you do think you know what you want to do, you know, go for that wholeheartedly. You know, know, set yourself a goal and kind of write down a couple of steps to get there. And, you know, ask around, look for people who have done that job or are doing that job and ask them for advice. Like I just said to you, you know, if people reached out to me, I'd say, sure, like, how can I help you? You know, this is the steps I took to getting here. This is what you should do. So people on the whole really want to help. Um, And a tip I always give as well, I didn't know what I wanted to do. As soon as I felt, okay, I'm in sports, sports media, sports broadcasting, I've actually never, Grace, uh, gone for a job which was advertised I've always I've always basically thought oh that's a job I'd quite like to do um, I'm going to find the person who is the right person to contact and contact them and see if I'm the right fit for that role I remember when CBBC actually had the match the day children's show and they just had guys on it and I thought oh I could be a really good fit for that I love my football and I found the um the man who was the producer of the show, I watched the, I watched the show, found the guy at the end and I found his email address and I just emailed him and I said, I'm a woman, I love football, I think I'd be a great fit to host your show and he contacted me and said, yeah, you know, gave me a trial and said, yeah, you are and that's how I got a job. So, you know, you don't always have to apply for jobs, you can be quite creative, network, find the right people to help you and um, yeah, who knows where you'll end up but be passionate about what you want to do and when you know what you want to do you know definitely try and and go for that at the best of your ability of course well i've really enjoyed chatting with you today rachel thank you so so much and i'm sure everyone listening will now be thinking about some of the choices they're about to make in you know their own futures and in their own careers well keep listening to the reach next generation podcasts as i talk to many more brilliant women and more details about us and our upcoming summits are at reachnextgeneration.com. Thank you to our sponsors and partners, Barclays, Domestic in General, 
AJ Bell, All Saints, Kellogg's, The Vita Group and City in the Community.